0: Hello everybody, it's Dave Neal here, Stand Up Comic, and we've got all of your entertainment news for you today, this Tuesday, June 13th, 2023, and there's a lot to get into right now on Bachelor Rush Hour. then let's jump into it three videos on youtube today and now your afternoon podcast uh two clips i'm going to share with you guys zach Shell cross comments on his linkedin that he's trying to get a new job we'll have that story plus jojo and jojo fletcher and jordan rogers the triple joes they discuss their new show the big d which comes out on um i believe on tbs it's about divorced couples uh, having one more shot at love and if you want to hear jojo fletcher on Driving with Dave. Let's get a grassroots movement to make that happen. Wouldn't that be fun? Make sure to message or comment on JoJo's Instagram and say, hey, you should do Dave Neal's Driving with Dave. We would love to have her. I reached out to her assistant. We'll have to see what she says. Hey, you know what? I'm not afraid to tell you that I never heard back from Hannah Brown. So there it is, folks. (laughs) No bitterness there. She didn't want to do Driving with Dave, I guess. Maybe it got lost in her uh, inbox. Who knows? And we'll share some non-Bachelor news with you before we get into the Bachelor world. Johnny Depp... Lucky Charities getting Amber Heard's $1 million settlement. That's right. Amber Heard's $1 million IOU to Johnny has finally been paid, and now we know exactly where the money's going. Different charities near and dear to his heart. So the money was paid out by Amber's insurance company and as part of her settlement following the U.S. defamation trial, and Johnny is ready to, to dish on the dough. Specifically, he'll be donating to the following nonprofits. Make a Film Foundation, The Painted Turtle, Red Feather, Tetiora Society in the Amazonia Fund Alliance. So congrats to the charities that, uh, you know, for the the only side of this horrible uh, defamation lawsuit is that charities will get some money there. And uh, happy for them. Uh, in, a, in a weird story, um, I, I, I don't know how, how the hell this made the news, uh, but this is the world we live in. Trans influencer Rose Montoya banned from the White House after going topless at a Pride event. Now, she's got a photo here. It's blurred out on TMZ. Uh, She went topless, took her white dress off, um, or or, or pulled it down, I should say, in front of the White House there. And and it looks like other people might have gone topless too, but maybe, and this is where it gets tricky, the free the the nipple movement. Very tricky, because if you ask me, I think, we should be, I think uh, public nudity shouldn't be illegal. It's like our God given bodies. You know what I mean? And I know people don't always all feel the same way, but it gets a slippery slope when a man can have his uh, tits out and a woman can't. So there it is. Free the nipple is is the side of the story I'm on, but here's what she had to say following that news. So we're going to listen to that right now. Here's what she has to say. It has recently come to my attention that conservatives are trying to use the video of me topless at the White House to try to call the community groomers, etc. And I would just like to say that, first of all, going topless in Washington, D.C. is legal. And I fully support the movement in freeing the nipple because why is my chest now deemed inappropriate or illegal when I show it off. However, before coming out as trans, it was not. Now, she's got a point there. Now, I guess you would say, well, just because it is legal to have your nipple freed um, in public doesn't mean that the White House, although isn't the White House uh, bond paid for by the public? I don't know. I don't know what the White House nipple code is. But either way, it sparks an interesting conversation about going topless. Either way, she has been banned uh, from attending White House events. So there it is. Uh, The world can come at you fast. And speaking of... Um, this unfortunate culture war issue that we have going on. We have Garth Brooks doubling down on selling Bud Light. He said, come in with love and acceptance.
1: We did an interview with Melinda Newman from Billboard. And from that uh, came quite a little bit of a, of a stir. So let's just address <laughs> that uh, right now. I'm going to leave hashtag and Sam out of this conversation uh, simply because my conversations are mine and then what we do as a family. Um, let's address two things uh, on it. One is um, diversity, inclusiveness. That's me, it's always been me. Uh, We got the same kind of thing on We Shall Be Free. Uh, People, you know, wanting to burn our stuff. And so I get it, everybody's got their opinions, but inclusiveness is always gonna be me. I think diversity is the answer to the problems that are here and the answer to the problems that are coming. So I love diversity, all included, so all are welcome. I understand that might not be other people's opinions, but that's okay, man. They have their opinions, they have their beliefs, I have mine. Um, second thing though, just let's talk about being a bar owner. I'm a bar owner now. Are we going to have the most popular beers in the thing? Yes. It's not our call if we don't or not. It's the patrons call, the bosses, right? Bring them in there. If they don't want it, then I got to go to the distributors say, man, your stuff's not selling. And then the action gets taken, right? But the truth is, it's those people in those seats that make those decisions. And that's what Friends in Low Places is going to be. So here's the deal, man. If you want to come to Friends in Low Places, come in. Come in with love. Come in with tolerance, patience. Come in with an open mind. And uh, it's cool. And if you're one of those people that just can't do that, I get it. If you ever are one of those people that want to try it, come. Uh, let's, let's go have some fun.
0: Okay. All right. So Garth Brooks has Friends in Low Places. He says, love and tolerance and patience is what you can find at his new bar if people don't want to drink a certain beverage in this case the bud light boycott he says then we won't have to buy as much of it but we're gonna serve the drink and we're gonna promote love that sounds like a very reasonable take to me we'll be back after a quick word from our sponsor and we're back, and reality superfan Jennifer Lawrence weighs in on Vanderpump Rules Reunion. Let's hear what she has to say, then we'll get into some Bachelor news. Vanderpump Rules Reunion, have you watched oh, the last episode in Of box? course, of course. I'm fully caught up. Um, I mean, the pile on Raquel is fair. It's all deserved, but it was hard to watch at the end. It was
1: just like a little too much, you know, like, shame, shame, like, ugh.
0: All right, so she says it was fair and deserved and then says it was a little too much. I think folks are just worried to share their own opinions these days. We're so worried about going against the norm. And of course, Howie Mandel had Tom Sandoval on his podcast and didn't fight back with like journalistic integrity and everyone hated Howie Mandel. And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what the interview was, just to hear Tom Sandoval's side of the story. So Jennifer Lawrence says, all right, I think everyone went a little too far on Raquel. And I'm in that same camp. I think Raquel committed a a uh, a moral crime of cheating on uh, you know, or well, she wasn't with anyone, but of course her best friend Ariana was dating Tom Sandoval. She cheated with her best friend's guy. Uh, but of course, it's like, you know, they were calling her subhuman. You don't deserve to, you know, you're not human, you're this or that. And it's like, all right, well, let's let's chill out a minute, okay? Let those of us that have not sinned cast the first stone, right? Don't we remember that whole thing? Aren't we all sinners? Haven't we all made mistakes and we're trying our best? But that's just biblical Dave giving you some common sense. And we've got Caitlin Bristow. Let's just jump into the bachelor news caitlin bristow singing her song with a with a band at a restaurant here here's her song if i'm being honest this is caitlin bristow singing it live The, the audio is not great here, so I'm just going to b- play you a quick clip. This is actually Caitlyn Bristow's song. It's been out for a couple years. It's a banger. It's a really good song. Listen. I mean, it's got a good hook. Extremely well produced. Have you guys heard this before? Five, six, seven, eight. Maybe I drink a little more wine
2: than I should. It's
0: on Spotify.
2: Maybe I'm good at making things look all good. Yeah, people gonna say what they won't say and think what they wanna think, but they don't know me. And maybe that's why I drink a little more than I should.
0: Five, six seven.
2: If I'm being honest, I'm not
0: always. Oh, it's a good it's a good song. So anyway, good to see her singing it live there. And then here we have a hypothet- hype I hypothetical. A hypothetical situation, Caitlin Bristow with her friend, her friend likes to arrive to the airports early. She likes to arrive to the airport late. When traveling together, do you split the difference? What do you do? A question, oh wait, wow, that screen is really hurting. I have a question. If you're an early airport girly and you're a last minute airport girly, but you're best friends, do you go early or do you go
2: late? You go early. Welcome to the club. What if I want to be late? Well, then I'll meet you
0: there. <laughs> yeah, you got to go early. You, now, if someone likes to go four hours early, you don't have to go crazy. But I like to arrive to the airport two hours before my flight. I mean, that's, you know, I get in early. I got the pre-check. I don't have to take my shoes off. I'm not subhuman anymore. I get a walk through. I don't have to take my stupid laptop out of the bag. Uh, but I like I like to go there and uh, relax. My wife, sh- she's the same way. It's the one thing we agree on. My wife likes to walk to the terminal and, and see the gate. Gate twenty. 20- 26. And then she's like, all right, there it is. And then we can go get a glass of wine or something. And guess what? Today's Bachelor Rush Hour is sponsored by Care of. Care of is a subscription service that ships high-quality, personalized vitamins, supplements and powders conveniently to your door every month. You take a short quiz about your lifestyle and health goals, and it personalizes the different vitamins to send to you. The quiz can be retaken, and you can rechange, you know, depending on your lifestyle changes, and it makes your vitamins on the go this summer so convenient with individually daily packs that are perfect for travel. I'm using the collagen powder, collagen, collagen, and actually putting it in my morning coffee. It helps my skin get hydrated. My nails are growing. That's right. Your boy, Dave Power Recapper cannot have unhydrated skin. The comment section would lose it, right? So anyway, here's where you get a good deal for being a member of our community. For 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code rushhour 50 when it comes to the checkout, RushHour50. That is takecareof.com and enter code Rush Hour 50 You can take the quiz for free if you just want to dabble and see what uh, sort of vitamins they recommend, and then you can decide if you want to join the monthly subscription. All right, well, I've got two different videos for you today from the YouTube channel I've clipped together so you can listen to. The second is JoJo and Jordan discussing their new TV show that's coming out actually tomorrow. We'll be talking about it when we watch it. But the first is Zach Cross uh, speaking, I think with TMZ here, and he talks about his desire to get back to a normal life have a listen
3: there were several times during filming where i would think about my previous job and think okay uh is he recording in a sauna where, where is he um do i really want to go back what, what's kind of my my plan it you know in a sense it's this really unique uh break you're put on you know, you're you're filming this TV show, and and you kind of put your life on pause. But during filming, I realized, you know, I I, I want to get back into normalcy again, like pretty quick. Okay, and he wants to
0: get back into normalcy. I gotta say, just from a production quality standpoint, when you have a larger nostrils, hey, take it from me, I got a large schnoz. When you have larger nostrils, don't film from the from the ground looking up. Film from up looking down. I don't can't understand.
3: really um, with a lot of the the commitments you have with the show. Um, but it, it was it was pretty quick, pretty quick. I didn't get into it for the um, the writing a bachelor book or anything like that. Like that, that wasn't that was not my goal.
0: His goal was not to write The Bachelor book. And as we can see from his lack of a Instagram following, he's achieved that goal, 213,000 followers. I mean, it used to be relatively guaranteed when you got The Bachelor, you'd hit a million followers. His fiance, Katie, has 298. So Katie Bigger has a bigger Instagram following than Zach Shellcross, which isn't everything, but it just goes to show that's not where his priorities have been
3: talking with a few companies, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And you know, I had, I just had this realization um pretty recently that, you know, I I want to get into it as soon as, as I can. I'm 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 ready to do it. Um it's it's been quite some time since you know my my time at uh at my previous company Oracle, but I just want to get back into normal, normal swing of things. People do ask a lot of you know, Oh, you just were just for the bachelor or you were on TV for quite some time. Don't you want to stick with that life or the influencing life or whatever comes from that? And I think all of that is great. It's all cool. Um, it's very interesting. And I, and I don't want to say it's something I'll never get back into. Um, you know, I have like my passions in, in certain, um, in, in certain areas um, Gosh, boring. outside of what sales is. So, That's not off the table, but what is on the table right now is getting back to that normal sales life that I'm good at.
0: I feel like what he could make a lot of money selling us um, podcasts where he just talks for people that can't fall asleep at night. While my sales goals at my previous, you know,
3: no offense to him, just, you know,
0: not an interesting conversation.
3: And that I really do like, Um, but that's not saying that, you know, I'm giving a big X to entertainment by any means. Well, my ideal dream job would be to actually be a a voice actor for cartoons. Like that that's kind of my passion. My uncle um, is a very successful voice actor, Patrick Warburton, Um, and growing up watching him be all these cool characters and just watching TV and being like, oh, that's my uncle, like he's doing that. And I've always just been, you know, the biggest fan of him and I thought, Wow, I I think that's a life I'd want to do. I think I've got a pretty unique voice, but I think that would be really what I would Ideally, love to do. Um, in the meantime,
0: well, you got to get a demo reel together. We got to get you a better microphone. You want to be a voice actor? Let's get you a good microphone here. Um, he said his passion is voiceover. I, I, this is my. This is the first time I've heard of it. I think that's great. Follow your passion. If you want to be a voiceover actor, why are you not capitalizing capitalizing on it right now when you have the most attention going after you? You know what I mean? Strike while the iron is hot. Go out there, go to, you know, some film school, go to the animation department and say, I will voice your cartoons you're making. And
3: um, he could get work right away. Uh, I'd like to be with, you know, a really strong, you know, sales company, tech company to kind of get me back into the normal swing of things. Um, But. Yeah, that's my
0: angle. All right. Sounds like Zach's broke. No, I'm kidding. Uh, look, hey, I get so much hate when, not hate, but whenever I criticize people with normal jobs, I've, I've done it. I've done sales. I've done door-to-door sales, in-home sales, other types of sales. I'm trying to sell you on hitting the like button right now. Join the Patreon for gosh shakes. Uh, but, um... I don't know. I mean, it's like, do you want to be a salesperson or do you want to be a voiceover actor? I don't know too many people that want to do both. So which one is it? All right, so all of this made news when he posted on on his LinkedIn uh, a couple of days ago. He said this, and by the way, Zach, and I'll read his resume for you. Yeah, seriously though, do me a favor, hit the like button if you're listening or watching this on YouTube. Um, we need to get back in the algorithm's good grace uh, so we can make more content. The only way that YouTube pushes my content to new people is if enough people early on will like that video, comment on it, and watch it in its full length. So help me out if you could. I'm Zach, and I'm open to work, is what Zach said on LinkedIn. The last year has been an incredible journey. Many of you know a small part of it after watching me on The Bachelor, and Right, and The Bachelor. I had the opportunity to travel the world. I was able to meet some amazing people, and I even fell in love with the girl of my dreams. Uh, and he, 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 he didn't mention this part, but he also um, he also exposed that he had sex with Gabby in the fantasy suite, even though she and him had agreed they wouldn't talk about that. That, that that was in the rough draft but the reality has finally kicked in i want to get back to a sense of normalcy while at oracle i was a top producer enclosed millions in arr and that is ultimately what i want to do again with my life i'm hungry for a new sales role what i'm looking for a company that values their employees a company that is growing fast a company that compensates reps well pay me if you, if you know of someone hiring, let me know. I'm ready to start selling again. Is there a company out there willing to give me a rose? I just get so triggered by corporate lingo. Senior cloud technology account executive surpassed fiscal year attainment goal at 167%. Do you talk like this in the bedroom? I'm going to make you uh, attain your fiscal representation. Okay, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, exceeded fi- oh he also exceeded his fiscal year attainment goal by 278 percent from 2020 to 2021. So Zach, how come you only ad- attained your fiscal year goal by 278 percent, and then you o- and then you dropped it to 167 percent? Are we to believe that next year you're not going to attain your fiscal year attainment goal, Zach? Come on. So corporate bullshit is just a term that has existed for a while. What about me as a power recapper? If I were to create a LinkedIn for my power recapping skills, what power buzzwords would I use? Well, funny you should ask. I, Dave Neal, energetically deliver client-based hearsay, quelling disinformation in an ethical, entertainment-value-based vocalization. That's right. That's what I do. And we've got Jordan Rogers and JoJo Fletcher hosting the new show, The Big D, which premieres tomorrow. Here is a trailer for that show, which they don't pay me to say. We're just doing good charity work here. And then they will discuss in their media blitz uh, their thoughts about having kids.
2: Welcome to beautiful Costa Rica, where six recently divorced couples search for love again, but they'll have to do it
0: while living with their ex. to the big D. All right, the big D, D standing for divorce, not the other D, uh, Dave. I'm the big Dave. Um, anyway it's the, it's here it's finally arrived I believe they shot this last year and it didn't it was picked up and then there was an acquisition with the tv networks and they canned it and it's now it's back I could be wrong but uh, I'm pretty sure this is a very old show but uh, if it's got good rav- ratings uh, it could mean a lot for their career as hosts let's have a listen to what they had to say on us weekly
2: grew a lot through this show as well just from seeing things. Yeah. Has it been
0: something that strengthened your relationship? Has it ever tested it to kind of, you know, mix work with fun or because you were on front of cameras from the beginning, it was an easy transition?
2: I wouldn't even say that just being on a camera made it an easy transition, but I will say, you know, the first show we ever did together, it was right kind of on the the year after we were together and Sarah you know we've we've always said our first year was like holy moly we're going to get through this uh but that was a real true test for us we got through that flying colors we were feeling optimistic it was
4: night shoots we were in a hotel room a small hotel room for over a month yeah. together like just well, if,
2: go ahead <laughs> no no i
4: think i think not, like you said being on tv is one thing but actually working together yeah. is different memorizing lines uh delivering lines on time working under pressure those are things that it's not the same as just dating each other on tv and i think we went into it going i don't know how this is going to work and then we found out that we not only enjoy it it works really well we loved working together which i think was not, I not feel a surprise like, I but feel like
2: we thrive in this yeah i'm not gonna lie it's a we I love we, that we love it so much uh we have a lot of fun doing it but, but this show, The Big D, was, is different, right? Because we're watching a lot of past relationships. It, there's a lot of relationship talk. And so there were definitely moments we were like, this is really kind of interesting, right? Things that we hadn't thought about or how it could affect our relationship, we, start ta- we started talking about it. Little mini therapy sessions yes. with Dr. Jada. We were like, we actually, like, I feel like grew a lot through this show as well, just from seeing
0: things. All right. So they talk about the therapy session on the set of the Big D. They had to live in a small hotel together for a whole month. Hey, good thing. I mean, my wife and I, when we got, right after we got engaged is when the pandemic hit and we had to live in a 650 square foot studio apartment by ourselves for the first year. And I got to tell you, there is something you learn about living in tight quarters. Now, look, if you live in a five bedroom house with 3,200 square feet, it's like, fine. You can walk on different sides of the house and not bother each other but when you can literally smell each other's okay you know what I'm saying it's a very uh, but uh, but either way good for them and I wonder how many relationships that end in divorce could have been saved if you just learned how to calibrate your love languages give each other respect I mean so many relationships end because of financial reasons and because you know someone's working hard towards their goals and doesn't give their relationship as much love and attention I don't think it has to be one versus the other I think you can work hard towards your goals, but I think you can also work hard towards your relationship because they always say, happy wife, happy life. But I really do think if you make sure that you take care of your partner, it'll be taking care of yourself in return, but it goes both ways, right? So when we see Jojo and Jordan, we call them the triple Joes. And when we see them uh, working together, what we realize is a relationship and a marriage is kind of like a business, right? And you have to invest in each other and support each other. And it looks like while they're might have been off to a rocky start that they're actually really thriving right now. So JoJo and Joe, or Jordan, uh, they are uh, one of the more successful couples in Bachelor Nation. Now, with that comes the conversation about kids. Sarah over here, who interviews them, does a fantastic job not asking about kids because it's kind of taboo to be like, are you going to have kids? Because, of course, it's a touchy subject. But um, she asks without asking, telepathically, she asks. So the gratification of finally doing it. Oh, so fun. With
4: everybody there, you know, it was worth waiting through the two years of the pandemic to do it that way. Do you
0: have a goal for the second year of marriage as we enter? We as it like I'm there. Would you like your family to get larger in size? Oh,
2: second year marriage. No, I think, you know, we we're we've had so much fun. Um, I think we we're really blessed to not have had. Although the two years of delays could have been a very stressful situation, we kind of just rolled with the punches. And yeah. you know, even this next year was super fun. But I do think, you know, and I'm sure this is maybe a question you're going to ask. The kid conversation is definitely at the forefront of a lot of our talks. That's
4: what I um, going
2: to say. More so than they've obviously ever been. And so I think in the next year, we're really going to start figuring out what that future as a family looks like. Um, so that'll be exciting. It will be exciting. And how great
0: was it to, you know, get to celebrate with all your family and friends, finally do it the way you want, and then wake up and be like, guess what? Like, now we get to just be together forever, and I don't have to answer questions about my wedding anymore.
2: So <laughs> well, now funny. the cake question comes. Yeah. <laughs> One thing or the other. Well, that's yeah. why I went
4: with goals. I let you introduce it. I wasn't going to necessarily go with it. I said goals, you know? it yeah. w- it was amazing not not only because we had been together so long and you know i mean we we took the engagement very seriously we didn't just jump into getting married you know we we dated each other we Fought through a tough first year. We planned a wedding and then had to delay it twice. So the gratification of finally doing it.
2: Oh, so fun. With
4: everybody there, you know, it was worth waiting through the two years of the pandemic to do it that way.
2: It was the best night of my life. Um, I'm not even kidding you. Zero That's, stress, the most fun I've ever
4: I've never seen JoJo so take many tequila shots and she was the life of the party. Let me tell you, in California, they have a, a rule that you have to cut off amplified noise at 10 or 11, I think it is. So that's kind of when the party winds down and JoJo grabbed the mic out of nowhere on the dance floor. She's like, we're not leaving. It was like Wolf of Wall Street. We're not leaving. The show goes on.
0: Yeah, and I think JoJo would make a great Uh, companion for my Driving with Dave series so do me a solid she might uh, be barraged with different media requests but let's get her on Driving with Dave send her a message send her a comment on her Instagram tag me say you gotta do Driving with Dave it's a ton of fun it'd be fantastic we want to hear from you Drive with Dave and if I'm being honest I think it would be a great interview well that's it for me we'll be back tomorrow I've been Dave Neal this was Bachelor Rush Hour let's take it away with Caitlin Bristow's song if I'm being honest